good day and welcome to Holding Fast. Great to have you today. How is your anchor holding? Is it gripped firmly to our risen Lord Jesus Christ and His Word? Meditating today again on our Lord's resurrection, preparing my message for this coming Lord's Day. I'm excited and ready to preach and I can't wait to get in the pulpit and and draw people to Christ through the preaching of His Word. Uh, today I've been reflecting also on one of the hymns and picking the hymns for our worship service tomorrow, thinking about the ones we sang last Lord's Day, which happened to be, of course, Resurrection Day, which Easter Sunday, as the world would have it. But uh, it's one of those songs that's one of the staples of our worship when it comes to Easter. We sing a lot of those, like Christ arose and lo, in the grave he lay, and a number of uh, uh uh, Easter hymns that have uh, have just become part of the tradition. One of those is another Easter hymn that I love. Matter of fact, I probably love it the most. It's one of my favorites, and so since it's my podcast, that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to share with you what uh, the, my favorite Easter hymn is today. Uh, it was actually written in 1739. Uh, of all of the Easter hymns that we sing, this one is perhaps, I think, the most outstanding. It's actually based on 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 55 to 57, where the Word of God says, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. This hymn actually included, first of all, uh, el- when it was first done, 11 stanzas. That's a lot. Uh, they were 11 stanzas of four lines each. But in 1760, remember it was written in 1739, but in 1760 when the song actually appeared in a hymn book, only eight stanzas remained and several were omitted. Many lines were rearranged. But today, only four stanzas have managed to make it into our hymn book. The All of the stanzas are kind of a, they're a veritable theology book of the resurrection of the Messiah. And uh, it is the hymn, Christ the Lord is Risen Today. Uh, if you've sung this in your worship, in your church, uh, as we have in ours, throughout the hymn, you find the word Alleluia at the end. You know, Christ the Lord is risen today. Alleluia. Sons of men and angels say Alleluia. And at the end of each statement, we have an Alleluia that has been thrown in. Alleluia. What does that mean? It is a Hebrew word which literally means praise the Lord. And when we come to the Lord's house on that resurrection day, we do what the early Christians used to do. They would greet each other uh, with, uh, Hallelujah, the Lord is risen. And they would. the other person would respond, Hallelujah, He is risen indeed. And it's that expression that reminds us of Christ's words in John fourteen nineteen, Because I live, ye shall live also. Guy Johnson in his Treasury of Great Hymns and Their Stories tells us historically that this hymn actually comes to us as a result of John Wesley's ministry. It was written uh, by his brother Charles Wesley. Uh, John Wesley had been ostracized by the Church of England, the Anglican Church. 
and he was really disconcerted and he was upset and he wanted he was concerned about the souls of english people there and he determined to set up religious societies in order to nurture basically disciple people who were converts at his open air preaching and in upper moorfield near near london he was able to john wesley was able to purchase an abandoned iron factory and the place where the new organization met, it came to be known as the Foundry Meeting House. And it was for the opening service in the Foundry in 1739 that Charles Wesley composed the 11 stanzas of the hymn, Christ the Lord is Risen Today. Charles Wesley, of course, his brother, was next to the youngest of 19 uh, Wesley children. I've had the privilege to go and visit their mother's grave, Susanna Wesley, whose uh, whose ministry in giving birth to those servants of the Lord extends even into our life today because she was a godly woman. Born in Epworth, England, Charles Wesley wrote a number of hymns. He was born in 1707. He was he was a godly man. He had a poetic sensitive spirit he was emotional in nature he was but he was highly educated and he was a strong supporter of the work of the lord and he had those qualities that led him to be called the asaph of the methodist church asaph of course being one of king david's choir leaders in the collection of psalms in our bible uh, Psalm 73 to 83. But he wrote during a time of great revival, and God used him to be able to open this wonderful evangelistic house where the, the, the Word of God was taught, new converts were grounded in the Scriptures, and uh, Charles Wesley wanted to be involved in that, and God used him greatly. So the long and fruitful career of Charles Wesley ended in 1788. His doctor couldn't find any serious physical problems, said, well, death is the result of old age and weakness from strenuousness of life. And so Charles Wesley died and uh, went to his reward in heaven. Well, the tune of this favorite Easter hymn is usually, uh, is usually that is usually sung with it, is appropriately called the Easter hymn. Uh, it's really the only surviving tune from an important early 18th century tune book. Uh, it appeared anonymously in a somewhat different form, and down through the years to us today, uh, the melody has changed to some degree, and even even the one that we sing today had some alteration to the original tune that maybe Charles and John wouldn't recognize it today, but they certainly would know the song and John Wesley came to call it the Salisbury tune and it's in his foundry collection of hymns I have it in an old hymn book of my own these two men God used greatly uh, there is no telling how many people in their evangelistic services when they would preach in the open air because the the uh, the the Church of England would not allow them to stand in their pulpits but they understanding their need to go out and proclaim to the masses of people in England that they are sinners and that Christ died for them and that they can come and have their sins forgiven, compelled them to be some of the greatest evangelists that the English-speaking world has ever seen. And even today, there are results from it. We sing it 
We sing it on Resurrection Sunday. Christ the Lord is risen today. A note of victory, a note of of joy, and a note of overcoming grace. You can have eternal life in Jesus Christ our Savior. That's what the words of that hymn are all about. Do you know Him today? Is Christ your Lord? Have you surrendered to Him? Why, my, I'm telling you today, there's no greater... Uh, greater knowledge that you could have than your uh, understanding of Christ. On that last hymn we sing, it says, Soar we now where Christ has led, following our exalted head. Made like Him, like Him we rise, ours the cross, the grave, the skies. Charles Wesley. What a great hymn. Walk with the Lord today. Serve Him. Let that tune ring in your head and sing of the marvelous victory you have in Christ. God bless you.